So anyway, there I was with a Hollywood wash. <laughs> really that- just. And, you know, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, today, we're going to have 15 minutes of talking about... Today, I kind of want to talk about uh, fostering or creating, cultivating maybe, creativity. Yeah. Something that's a little less... Um, studio specific you know i think the last two because as we've mentioned we're slightly technical um but it's just something that's a little more universal in that way slightly technical it was it was mildly technical (laughs) i think it was pretty technical well that's fine that's fine but yeah um i'll start the timer um so yeah i guess when i was thinking about this the other day just the nature of of one of creating things is such a weird it's a, it's a weird emotional space that you share with a lot of people, whether we're talking about music or drawing or architecture or books or, or you know, reading and writing. And just there's so many things that happen um, and or that have to be right for for creativity to actually manifest something that's really good. I don't know. So it was that was just kind of mulling around in my head and. It actually had me thinking, kind of uh, asking a bunch of questions of you. And, and um, like, for example, when you're creating with somebody new or somebody you haven't necessarily written anything with or have um, a, a very large uh, emotional connection with yet, and this is something that I've watched you do just in this space, is you'll just all of a sudden be like, yeah, someone's going to come over and, um, I don't know, we might write something. How, how, do, you get, how do you guys get into a state... Um, that gets you something creative, something that, that you really enjoy making. I, this was something that I've been wanting to achieve for the longest time because I don't jam well. Sure. And as, so I'm friends with Yvette Young. Right. And she's kind of a powerhouse guitarist. She was so sweet. It was and, so nice meeting her when she came by. Yeah. So she was here just a few days ago and we briefly mentioned writing music together. We've been friends for a very long time. Right. But still, I was I was a little uncomfortable, but I was like, I do this all the time. So it, it dates back to about two years ago when I really started diving into Ableton. Right. And then I started using Ableton as a, as a way to kind of like um, initiate creativity in a new way. Sure. So for me, it's 100% about them feeling comfortable because I'm already comfortable here. Of course, yeah. Um, and so it's like, you don't you don't push the agenda. If you write, you write. If you don't, that's also fine. Right. Because I just want somebody to be able to come and enter in this space and feel like welcome and safe, and I don't want them to feel like I I have an expectation that we're going to collaborate. Right. So I think being as open handed with it. Once I can like, for instance, with Yvette, we she I was like, well, after like three or four hours of hanging out, I was like, do you want to? Do you want to like play something? Because we'd been listening to music, and she was like obviously feeling inspired, and so was I. And I, and so I had her sit down at the Wurlitzer, and an hour later, we're we're in the middle of a song. Right, right. So, well, it's just so interesting from a um an engineering and <clears throat> excuse me an engineering and pers- and producing perspective that I'm I'm in rooms a lot where creative things are happening, and and to be able to watch people on the fly, um tap into an emotional space or, or just, um, or a, 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 I guess a creative space is the easiest way to describe it and, and just see amazing things happen. I've been so fortunate in my life to be in a room and then just 
watch sparks fly. It's so exciting, um, but it feels so. It's not rare, but it, it. Well, I think it might be. Maybe it is. Yeah, I think when sparks fly, it's rare. I think people can get creative together a lot. Sure. But then there's those moments where everyone in the room's like, something's obviously different about what's going on right now. Right. Or very special at the very least. Right. So. Yeah, that feeling is, I live for that feeling. I think we all do. I mean, it's yeah. the thing that will push you, you know, another year, year and a half, just chasing that feeling. I mean, I remember, I mean, it's happened, you know, multiple times. I've uh, been fortunate enough in, in my career to see it happen. But the first, like, one that completely leveled me is when I was working on that Coldplay record. Yeah. And it it was just me, the engineer, and Chris Martin, and they were working out a new song, and the song ended up becoming Strawberry Swing, and which I don't even know if that was a hit, but it was one of those like uh, mid-record songs, and it was it was crazy just to watch Chris. He was playing um, like a pump organ, and just he was like, I don't know, I got this idea, and they had we had like spliced bits together from cell phone demos of things that, you know, were the chords, just so he could play to something. And then he just went into this place where he was gone. Like, the person was gone, like, from, he was just in this zone, and and I was on the couch, This is, I was, you know, assistant engineer on the session, and so I'm, I'm looking up at him while he's playing this pump organ and just zeroed in. Yeah. And it was, like, earth-shattering. It was awesome. It was and, so awesome. And you said kind of that unfolded over the course of some days, right? They were in the studio for a few days. Yeah, we we had like a week and a half booked. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's magic. Yeah, it was crazy. And I I first caught the bug. Ableton is really what ushered it in. Sure. Um, but my friend Trevor, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, we started just spending every day in the studio together because we were on lockdown. Right. And that's when it really came to fruition is... I started figuring out, he kind of helped me figure out how to go slow, because I go fast, as you know. Right. Too fast, usually. He slowed me down a lot, and then that's when I started giving space, more opportunities arose. Right. And and then, you know, after two hours, you realize, like, oh, we've we've laid down a bunch of ideas that's culminating in the potential of, like, a song, and then you're like dancing. Right, you know? of course. That's like, that's what I'm trying to foster here all the time. And sure. that's also what has informed my workflow. Right. Um, and so now I've tried to build my workflow up around being as creative as fast as possible. Sure, sure. So, And that ties back into the, the patch bay thing as well, I guess, yeah. you know. But I guess... Uh, you're, well, I think you're thinking deeper than I am right now. I don't know that I am, but I, I, I guess my question is, you know, what what do you do or what how do you set yourself up positively to be in a creative space when you're tr- when you're trying to make something i'm i'm going to when i think about the my view of it it's strange because it's become so collaborative right it's really hard for me to get going alone mm. which is part of the reason why i like all the collaborating right but lately when I get going alone, I am completely entrenched in what's happening. Sure. So I'd say honestly, I have to. Rem- I I don't even have to. All distractions are removed because okay. I'm so focused and dedicated to what's happening. Right. 
that I don't even care about what's going on outside around me. Sure. And it's hard to get me to that point. Right. So for me, and I, this is part of the reason why I haven't wanted to get back into production sound yet. Mm. My mind is so free to think creatively now mm. that it's almost like I have to I have to section my mind off. Right now I'm creating. I'm not working. Right. And though I am working, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like something completely just totally hedonistic. It's just complete enjoyment. Sure. So sure. that's one of the ways I've kind of had to figure it out is just I kind of have to turn off that other side of things because – and this is going to sound crazy, but like I have to turn off like things like rent, bills. Right, you turn your life filling, off. Yeah. You, know, the, you know, like – and it starts – for me, it starts on my drive. So we have a, I have a like 20, 25 minute drive out here because of the way that I go. Right. And that is kind of how I start getting into that. Um, but I also, I'm just open handed with it all. So open handed that I'm kind of like, come what may. Like, that's interesting. Cause I, I would say that even my process from a, like a, um, let's say a mixing perspective, because that's usually at the point where I'm, uh, I have the ability to be, to be the most creative. Um, and what I do so much of what I, and how I approach that is, um, is repetition, you know? So, you know, the tracks are set up more or less the same way every time everything reads more or less the same way so that I, I can turn off, like you were saying, distractions. I like, if something is named stupidly in, in the DAW, that drives me crazy. If the colors aren't the way that I want to see them, that drives me crazy. And all of a sudden I can't even get to the point of thinking about why this kick drum sound isn't working. It seems crazy, but like, but when it comes down to me needing to be in that flow state, like I got to just make everything automatic. Because then, and it's, I guess this kind of comes back to the other things that you were talking about as well, but it's just when I can just run and gun and not have to worry about all the other stuff, it's, it's so inspiring. And there's, and there's, and there's nothing but room for, for uh, mistakes. And I think that's really awesome. Because the whole point is to take it to a limit and bust it and go, oh, that didn't work. Cool. Rain it back in or find that middle ground. You know, that that's the stuff that I always find um, truly inspiring is getting to the point where you break it. I like your your focus on organization helps you be fast. Sure. Which is like as an engineer, it's like the number one thing I want is, are you good? Can you move quick? Right. You know, like... But to dive even deeper than that, as I'm thinking about some of these songs I've written, I like to get re either really emotional, not on purpose, but like I like to like think about how, how am I feeling? What do I want the person on the other end of this to feel? Right. It's not typically a conscious thing, but when I notice me feeling, I will 100% go there. Right. And I will cry if I have to. Mm -hmm. I will sit quietly and look at just stare at a wall if i have to sure i'll write stuff down um sometimes it leads me to like text a friend that i love them sure so it really is just like diving into the depths of like get getting going beyond my mind and what's what's deep deeper within me like what do i feel because mm. in my opinion like the greatest music and i keep i keep kind of talking about this to some of the people i collaborate with but it's like you don't have to be a phenom and just like an amazing musician, but 
a whole lot of that is feel. Absolutely. And a whole lot of it is like kind of getting out of the way of the thinking of the thing. Getting out of the way of the song, the thing that's bigger than you. And and yeah. give me the performance. Right. I don't give a shit if it's technically perfect yeah, or if whatever. It's right or not. Yeah. I do want it to be technically strong and good. Of course. But I want to feel it. Like right. if I can feel it. Mm-hmm. And usually it's not just you. Usually two or more people look at each other and like that's the one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was another, it was like a deeper aspect of trying to get into the creative state. Yeah. Something that, it almost takes me over, like it, it yeah. like brings me into it. Well, and hearing other people talk about it too, I was listening to Neil Young talk about the newest record and he's just talking about getting to a point where the song, you all, his whole job is just to hold on long enough to write the song down. Like it's coming out of him. He's, <laughs> he's not writing it. The song... Is just emerging. I feel that, you know, or and I know uh, painters talk about this a lot too. You know, just like all of a sudden, your hands you're moving, yes. but you know you're not doing it. The the thing is doing it. One hundred percent. And it's just so fascinating. Like, I just always wonder how people get there. You know what? What steps can you possibly take to to help increase that? And yeah, it just it's it's such an interesting thing. I often describe my songs as like not even mine. Like right. they feel like they came from somewhere else. All you did was capture it. Yes, yeah. precisely. Yeah, it's that and, lightning in a bottle thing. All you got you got to be around long enough to put the the lid on it. You know, which you have to actually open the projects and do the work in order to capture the lightning. Correct. And sometimes that can be the most challenging part. Right. So the mundane part of it. Yeah, like I'm working on this song. I've been working on it on and off for over a year, and I am convinced it's going to be a great song. Right. But I'm not there yet. Hmm. I'm just not there yet. I I just I believe it will be. But it's interesting because so many people will take five years to write a song, and sometimes that's how long it takes. And sometimes it takes less than twenty minutes. And I've I've been on the receiving end of both. Of both, right? <laughs> I've, I've I've worked on records that have taken as long as it took to record them. That's it. Yeah. And then I've been on other ones that, you know, a year and a half in, you're wondering if the records ever ever really going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. I find this all super interesting and it just, yeah, boggles my mind to watch people work. I love process. I love watching people break down what they do into, into the smallest bits. Cause oftentimes that speaking with my friend, Eric, um, who is a graphic designer and illustrator and he's just amazing. But when he talks about shortcuts, you know, that becomes your style. So the little things that you do to make your life a little bit faster or they end up defining the way things look, whether that's from the way you like to structure chords or the way you like to draw lines or you like to shade or, you know, prepositions you like to use when you're writing. It's, it's just so interesting. It's just so interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching you be curious about this is really fascinating to me. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things because I'm not actively like a, a songwriter. It's not what I do. I create a lot of things. You do. You but do. I don't, I don't necessarily write songs. But it's, so it's one of those things that even when I'm like sketching something out that I'm going to build or, or anything, it's just, it's interesting to watch things happen. You have good ideas. Yeah. Well. Uh, before we go, I need to thank my friend and one of my collaborators, Louisa 
Matanzans for allowing us to use the song that you hear at the end of this podcast. You, and that you, you co-wrote with her, right? Yeah, that I co-wrote. Yeah. And then Part you, of that creative process. Yeah. And you uh you did the opening track. I did, yeah. Um, which I call bleepy bleep bloop the music. Bleep bloops. Yeah. And then also shout out to Truman Audio. We are recording this podcast on Truman Audio Answer Microphones. Modified SM7Ps, yes. I knew you'd get to it. Yeah. Uh, thank you to all those people and thank you for listening to us mumble. It's been fun. Yep. Have a good day. Bye.